This is Indulge with Amanda Luberto, a non-guilty podcast about guilty pleasures. Just so you guys know, the episode you are listening to was recorded before the quarantine. So I got to sit down with Stephen Burleson at Songbird Coffee in downtown Phoenix. And he told me about his non-guilty, guilty pleasure of the Real Housewives franchise. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Indulge With for updates on guests and episodes and comment on what your guilty pleasure is that you are not guilty about. Thanks for listening. Okay, so um, hi, Stephen. Welcome to my podcast. Thank you for talking with me. Of course. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor to talk about my non-guilty, guilty guilty pleasure. Yeah, so (laughs) I want you to indulge me with your passion for The Real Housewives. I don't know anything about The Real Housewives, to be honest. Everything I know is kind of because of you. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Well, I have kind of I guess an addictive personality to things that make me feel better and things that feel an escape from reality and um, I have very distinct memories from years and years and years ago of my mom watching episodes of The Real Housewives but me not being allowed to to really watch them because of content and my age at the time, mm-hmm. and um, I, I still remember some of those scenes in my head, watching them on TV as they were being broadcasted, and then going back now and rewatching the episodes and seeing that, it's um, it's just a, kind of a, a weird reflection. It's deja vu, but I'm getting off topic. So I, my obsession with the Royal Housewives stemmed from feeling like I was. I guess it's a way for me to escape and and put myself in the room with them and feel a part of it without actually having to be a part of it. It's just a great distraction. How many Real Housewives, like, sections are there? Cities? Like, there's, like... Franchises? Yeah, thank you. Um, Well, there was a short-lived franchise for Washington, D.C. that ended because of too many legal issues um, because all of their (laughs) husbands were... Important people. Important people, and they couldn't really share certain information, so that was very short-lived. Um, they they have a Real Housewives of Dallas that is on their fourth season right now, I believe. Um, they have Real Housewives of Miami, a Real Housewives of Potomac that was um, a spinoff from D.C. because they still wanted a Housewives franchise for that kind of tri-state area, mm-hmm. um, so they have one of Potomac. They have New York, which is the second longest, second or third longest running franchise. Is that your favorite? New York is, without a doubt, my favorite. Um, They have New Jersey, which is also one of the longest. Um, The longest is Orange County. Is that the original? That's the original. Um, It all started because of Vicki Gumbelson and her son. And her son noticed a flyer for um, someone wanting to um, create a kind of a, a show based on the lives of people in Cota de Casa in Southern California, the neighborhood. And it just kind of took off from there. So that's Orange County. And then they have Beverly Hills. And um, they have Atlanta, also one of the longest. 
And then there are international ones. There's one of London, or the Ladies of London, and then that's kind of a spinoff. They have a Real Housewives of Melbourne, Australia, and also I believe one of Sydney, but I'm not entirely sure if that's still airing. Um, if I left one out, please forgive me. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the Real Housewives. All the Real Housewives are amazing. Um, they have over 100 wives. Um, it's just insane. It's created an actual dynasty. That's true. So how do you like become a real housewife? Does your husband have to be someone special in order for you? Or do you, you can just be like a crazy housewife? So you can be a crazy housewife, but it's different for New York because the thing with New York is that all of the women on there had a name for themselves when they when they started out. They were all someone. They weren't just housewives. Um, Bethany Frankel was a a chef. She was a private chef, a celebrity chef, and she would sell and market her line of health foods in supermarkets while she was single. And she was one of the original housewives. Um, of the other housewives, there was Luann de Lesseps, a.k.a. the Countess, <laughs> who was married to a count at the time, who obviously is no longer. Um, but even though her husband had such a big name, she was still a model, and she was a nurse in, in the war, and she um, was very accomplished. So her husband is a count? A count of what? Her husband was Count Alexander de Lesseps. His family is responsible for bringing this, um, the Suez Canal to fruition and the Panama Canal. Wow. And um, that's his, that's his yeah. legacy. Um, there was Jill Zarin who owned a fabric store, a very popular fabric store with her husband, um, Bobby, rest in peace. And all the wives had names for themselves. And it's still true to this day, the wives on New York, 12, 13 seasons later. So do some of the wives, like, is each season new wives? Do you, like, follow them for a couple seasons and then they're like, we just need new people? Like, how do they do that? Um, depends on the franchise. The, the thing with New York is that all of the wives have such a good dynamic with each other and if you start from the first episode in the first season and and see it over time you see how strong their dynamic is and and you look at that show and you realize that this is an actual real group of friends and their lives it's not to say that it's scripted is just insane i mean andy cohen once just called it absurd all the stuff that happens on the show there's no way you can make it up like mm -hmm. it's it's their real actual lives and that's what makes it so appealing is because you can tell that it's not it's not fake like it's it's all real that's so interesting because there are parts of the bachelor where you're like i get that this is like mostly unscripted but there's no way you would walk into this room in order to create this drama without a producer being like hey go walk into that room mm -hmm. and is that not the case on the real housewives no that is that is the case okay um also kind of depends because every i did read this online who knows if it's true or not it is said that before the season air or starts filming, producers like to decide who's going to be the villain of the season. Um, they try and create events for drama in order to spur drama. For example, I've read that sometimes they will have their drivers run late or take detours, so they're late driving one of the wives to events to create drama in being late. Um, 
So it's it's definitely a, th- a thing, but for the Real Housewives, there's just so much. There's just so much that happens that the need for created drama is almost unnecessary, <laughs> in my opinion. So who is your favorite of the Real Housewives? Um, that's is it like picking a, a favorite child. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, oh my god. One of my favorite housewives is Kelly Dodd on the Real Housewives of Orange County. She came in her first season guns blazing, just true to herself, and she just she says what she feels. She doesn't necessarily take no for an answer when she doesn't need to. She's she's a ride or die kind of friend. Um and you you really see her in her first season, she it's her versus everyone else and she carried her own weight and came out, I mean, thriving mm-hmm. in a way. Um, she's right now carrying the show on her back. It's like it just it wouldn't be the same without her. Um, Kelly Dodd is my favorite. She exudes legendary. Yeah. And she's just a queen. Um, my favorite New York housewife forever was the Countess Luann. Uh, from her first season up until this most recent season, she up and sorry up until before this most recent season, she was my favorite. Um, okay, so one of the reasons why I like Luann so much is her character development in the show. She started off just this awful, awful person when it came to etiquette and manners and and how to be a lady. It was just so snotty, but the television kind of snotty. So it's mm-hmm. not like anything personal. It's just someone on a TV show. Just so snotty and just not someone you'd want to be around. But it was also equally entertaining. And then everything was always so proper and had to be proper and this and that. And then she um and then she gets divorced. And it just kind of changed around her entire persona. And mm-hmm. um she had written a book called Class with the Countess and she was everything about her was always class and and being proper and this and that and then after she gets this divorce everything kind of kind of shifted and she went from this person who would you know judge others on on being you know trampy i suppose mm-hmm. to being the very person that she used to despise and in the middle of the franchise she becomes this person who who brings guys around and is insinuated on the show to have, quote, slept her way around the Upper East Side. And then you see from the beginning how she was so just certain about being proper. And then everything kind of comes to light that she is being messy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's great to see her fall from from a pedestal to be somewhat of a normal human, you know, and to see her to her come back down to her own reality. And you Mm -hmm. see this whole thing happen. And over time, since from the middle of the franchise to current day, she, you see her dating, you see her loosen up and she, um, she just, she is just great watching her go from such a horrible person to such a a normal human, you know, who, who does, not have any shame in having sex or drinking, but speaking on the drinking, Luann, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. I don't mean to bring it up again, but she was arrested a f- couple years ago um, for assault and 
of an officer oh my in, God. <laughs> in Palm Beach. Um, she had gotten married to Tom D'Agostino in Palm Beach. And then she also got divorced from Tom after he was caught cheating on her in the hotel bar of the Regency with Missy, one of Ramona's friends. <laughs> so they're like all connected. <laughs> they're all connected one way or another. And so they ended up getting divorced. Luann was at a hotel in Palm Beach, was very drunk, got arrested, spent Christmas in jail. Oh my God. And, and it, it's just, it's just, it's humanizing. It's almost like a sick joke to her. It's just cruel irony. Yeah. And as horrible as it is, I call it character development and it's great <laughs> television. So something that like I've noticed about the Real Housewives, like I've never seen the show, but I can recognize some of them on the internet because the show is so gifted. Iconic. I iconic as well. <laughs> Definitely for sure. Mm -hmm. But there's so many like gifts mm -hmm. of the Real Housewives. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they're Real Housewives of New York, New Jersey, Atlanta, Orange County. I wouldn't be able to tell. But I can definitely like look at a gif and be like, oh, that's that's a real housewife mm -hmm. right there. And there'll be so many little like memes about the real mm -hmm. housewives. So what do you and you're great with this whenever you'll like respond with like a real housewives mm -hmm. gif when we're texting I think everything it's, yeah. it's so great tell me about the the meme ability of the real housewives franchise because they're a little unhinged oh they're totally unhinged we want shock factor in our in our reality show and when we see that shock factor it just becomes it becomes gifable because it very dramatically explains feelings and it's just it's a funny thing to have in a conversation just just being dramatic with your friends i just i believe they make great content for our daily interactions and they give us such great content in their expressions and reactions and i think it's i think there's a real housewife meme or gift for anything If someone had not watched The Real Housewives ever, myself included, what is like the one episode or season or scenario that I should watch so that I am like hooked on the mayhem and want to watch forever? Oh my God, I just got the chills thinking about this because I know exactly what I'm going to say. This actually happens to me a lot because I, when I would binge watch The Real Housewives of New York, I would often live tweet about the show in hopes that someone would get hooked buy my tweets and want to watch it with me <laughs> um and i had i had a group of friends that i had introduced to the real housewives and i guess this happens with every person that i that i introduced the real housewives in new york to i always show them the two episodes in season three when they're in saint thomas on their cash trip so how i like to explain it is the first two seasons of the show is a different production company and it shows the wives and their lifestyle and their money and everything that they have in their relationships and you get to know them as family individuals and more so as family not as friends so you really get a good introduction as to who they are as people because you see them in their everyday life now when they change production companies it's switched from being actual a show centered around being a housewife to being more of a person mm -hmm. and 
drama. Okay, so they're in St. Thomas yeah. on the cash trip. And Kelly Ben Simone, she was married to a rock and roll Hall of Fame photographer and is a model and was very much, I'd say, kind of an, not necessarily a socialite, but definitely an, an, a kind of it girl in the modeling world. Um, I mean, I loved her. I, her and I actually DM'd back and forth a couple times on Twitter. Wow. Um, so I feel like I can say this comfortably that she was kind of unhinged on the third season. Nothing she said made sense. She was just so, like, just in her own atmosphere. Are and these, like, drug and alcohol-induced? This particular scene that I'm going to reference was very much alcohol-induced. But the, watching the scene, it feels like she was having a mental break. You kind of see Kelly isolating herself from the other girls and kind of fighting and just showing this not normal behavior that might coincide with paranoia. And um, she just just goes, just goes wild. And she breaks down at this dinner and you're just sitting there and it's just like, I can't believe I'm watching this. It's like if you were at a dinner and you watched it happen, like everyone in the room would like go silent and watch them be like, what is going on? Yeah, it's just, you're seeing this and it's like, mm -hmm. no one knows what's happening. That's what draws you in. And so when, when I show people these first, these two episodes, I, that's always an intro. So we watch those two episodes and then they want to start from the beginning because they're so encapsulated by the drama and seeing these wives and just this mental break it hooks them and they want to start from the beginning. It's almost like a study into human emotion. Oh, 100%. You're like watching, you're like, what is going on in your life that mm -hmm. is making you this way? And mm -hmm. then you got to watch episode four and five and mm -hmm. six because you got to mm -hmm. find out. Yeah. And you have to see, you have to see how the beginning of Kelly's of relationship with these other, Kelly Ben Simone's relationship with these other wives because it's Kelly in her mind, I don't think was offensive and the things that she would say the things that she would say would come out wrong all the time she once said that um jill zarin's daughter her arthritis was cute <laughs> and oh no she <laughs> it's like fictional almost yeah. no it's it's insane like it's it's insane <laughs> and talking about earlier it's like it's absurd to even think that this stuff is scripted because it just doesn't, there's no way it could be. There's no way a writer so, sat down and wrote that. No, it's so out of the box. It's just, it's wild. Like you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Like there's no way. So how many seasons have you watched if you had to guesstimate? Oh God, I don't know. I've seen every season, every episode of Orange County of New York. I've seen almost everything of New Jersey. I started on Atlanta recently. I've seen all of Dallas. I've seen all of Beverly Hills. I've seen, I mean, mention it all. I've seen it all. Yeah. That's a housewife's quote. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to do a little thought experiment for you. So you get five housewives from okay. any of the shows, any of the cities, and you're all, so it's like five housewives and you, and you're all going to, I don't know, Turks and Caicos. You're all going on a vacation. Well, they went to Turks and Caicos, and it was a shit show. <laughs> Even better. Mm -hmm. So, perfect. Who are we bringing on this trip? Um, okay. If I had to bring five wives with me, I would bring, first and foremost, Kelly Dodd, because yes. I love her so much. 
I would bring Heather Dubrow. I can't stand Heather Dubrow. I have actually gotten into a, a feud with her on Twitter, uh, back and forth, that I think about often and is not resolved, Heather, so let's talk. <laughs> um, Kelly and Heather also hate each other. So Perfect drama. Um, perfect drama. I would also want to bring Luann, I think, because Luann... Who Heather is is who Luann used to be, mm. and I know that they would fight too. Um, I think that would be very entertaining to watch. Bethany Frankel, I would want her to come. I would take Leah Black for Miami. I think she's an icon. She was the kind of person who would try to mitigate the drama, but then create it and okay. then walk away. That's a good one because right now we have three fighters. Three fighters and a mitigator. And a mitigator, yeah. No, Leah Black is a queen. This and is good. I love her. My last person would probably have to be, I mean, honestly, it would have to be Ramona Singer because she's a constant source of entertainment and just so much craziness comes out of her mouth. So it would have to be, it would have to be Ramona and Ramona, I think would go head to head with Heather as well. Um, So we have Kelly, Heather, Luann. mm -hmm. Ramona, mm-hmm. and I forgot the mitigator already. Leah Black. Leah Black. And Ramona and Kelly are actually friends. Perfect. They So they um, might like team up. They might team up, I think. They're in New York right now, actually together. They are in the Hamptons. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe I should choose someone not problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I want to also do an honorable mention to Cameron Westcott because I love her and I feel like I relate to her. So Cameron, I'm sorry, but there's only room for one of us on this island. <laughs> okay, so the whole show is about guilty pleasures. Mm-hmm. Do you feel guilty about your pleasure of the Real Housewives series? Never. No. No. Have you ever? No, I haven't. I wear it on my sleeve like a badge. I um, I love it. I think that everyone has their vices. I think some people are addicted to gambling. I think some people are workaholics. I think some people are gluttonous, and I have no shame in my obsession with the Rue Housewives of New York. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Stephen, for indulging me with your non-guilty, guilty pleasure of the Real Housewives franchise. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before we finish? Oh, I don't know. Do you think? No. Would you ever want to be a Real Housewife? Actually, yes, I, I would. I think that I would be a good addition to to a show. I think that I would create good content. I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but there are so many things that happen to me that are just, just so insane that no one would believe. I mean, no one would believe me otherwise. All right. Thank you, Steven, for being on my show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. 